Daily Dribble. And welcome back to the Daily Dribble podcast, guys. As always, I'm your host, Nick Zamet, here recording on the 2nd of October. Joining me, the scariest ombre this side of the Derwent Bridge, Mr. Lee Hancock. What's going on, guys? Liam here. How are you, mates? Good. I mean, not so good because of the weather. It's pretty shocking out there. It feels very reminiscent of London, doesn't it? It does a little bit. You just see all the kind of dreary movie movie images of the kind of fog (laughs) hanging over London. That's pretty much what we've got here down in Tassie at the minute, isn't it? Pretty accurate. Also joining us, Mr. Roy Hancock. Yeah. How are you finding yeah. the weather, mate? Yeah, oh, it's not so bad, Nick. It's all right. I've been on holiday, so I've been laughing. Oh, you have too. But, How's that um, been for you? Oh, it hasn't been too bad. Been chucking the feet up, some well-deserved um, rest time. But, geez, we're getting getting very close to the start of the NBA season, aren't we? How, how long are we away? We're less a few than weeks? three weeks away from the tip-off of the three NBA weeks. season. So, thus... This week, we are starting a bit of a two-week uh, instalment of yep. giving our season predictions for each conference. Well, speaking off air, weren't we? It's it's actually quite difficult to put these teams in order this year, just for the simple fact that there's so many improving teams, and there's probably going to be a few that drop off as well, so it's, it's been difficult. I think so, as we mentioned. So we're going to do the East this week. We're going to run through alphabetically of each team, give a bit of our... Uh, our takes on how we think they'll fare and give our predicted standings for each team. Yeah. Um, as Rose said, this was really difficult. The East is probably the deepest it's been in quite a long period of time. So I think we're going to have quite varying uh, standings. I think so. Hopefully a couple of little debates there will this. be. I know there will be a couple of debates. We love that, though, don't we? We, love we are all um, for that. Yeah. Um, as well, guys, be sure to hit us up on our socials. We, As we have mentioned numerous times, we are... Getting very close to launching more video content, so keep your eyes peeled. Probably just as the season starts, we're probably three so. weeks away from that really launching into full effect. We've got the camera ready to go, so it's just a matter of getting it up and running. And the people want to see the faces behind <laughs> the magic, don't they? I think it's always. I I personally love watching video podcasts. To be honest That's with true. you, I don't care what the podcast is about. It's just. It adds another element to it, and we're, yeah, we're looking forward to bringing that in the next couple of weeks. Mm. Awesome. Guys, as we said, be sure to stay up to date with our socials for all the latest news, but let us know what you think of our, our predictions here, where we went right, where we went wrong. Um, give it to us. We can take sure. it. We're big boys, can't are we? Yeah, we are. Now, I wanted to make one more note before we get into it, because it's going to be a jam-packed episode, but I want to have a little wager between the three of us. Right. Now, we, we can do this for the East and the West, separate wages, but if somebody predicts 1 to 15, gets the order entirely <laughs> oh, correct, the other two have to buy him a carton. Oh, no, um, the other person, the other people have to shave off their head and get a tattoo. <laughs> no, uh, I was mate, you haven't got a tattoo. That's not such a big I don't think, you. that's very rare if a, we pick every that's single like one. like a March Madness bracket, isn't it? it? Is. Look, I, how about I this? If, if you guys get your 1 to 15 right, I'll buy you three cartons. No, yeah. I have a deal. How about if we get it 1 through 15, think of how hard that would be to actually predict. Yeah. We need to, the other... Person need to get a daily dribble tattoo. Mate, you're you're a tat master now. It's not a big deal for you. For Ro and I, who are pure at heart still, it's that's a big. Ooh. And what if we rebrand the you, logo? You don't, you don't seem too confident in your. Person. <laughs> I'm, I'm not. I'm not. We'll go with the carton. We'll go two cartons. I think so. Excellent. Just to have a little bit of interest in it. So let's kick off, lads. Big episode. Let's start with the Atlanta Hawks. Okay. Um, I reckon, Ro, you look like a guy who wants to start us today. Yep, sure thing. Um, Atlanta Hawks, I, I reckon they're going to be in and around the mark this year. I've got them sitting at third in the East. Mm-hmm. Um, I reckon particularly after the way they went out in the in the playoffs, even though they were valiant and, you know, they were sort of the underdog in most series that they were in. Um, I think particularly Trey Young leading that team, he won't be happy that they went out the way that they did and, you can see him becoming like an MVP caliber type player over these next few years. Um, so I think they'll be sitting in and around the mark. Third spot, they've got the depth to compete yeah. in mm-hmm. the playoffs. Um, so don't be surprised if they're up there again. He yeah. averaged 25, four rebounds and nine assists last year. Yeah. I reckon he would still be very, very motivated by not getting selected as an all-star. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I'm all for Bill and Trey. The way he kind of embraced the hate in Madison Square Garden, I reckon he just... You know, he has Runs to run with it. it. Yeah, every so. every league needs a good villain, and mm-hmm. I reckon he's got the potential to be it. Mm-hmm. Even though we all love him, I want to say a bit more of villain mm-hmm. Trey. Uh, Lee, what do you reckon? Where do you see the Hawks? Finishing? I had them the exact same at three as well. 
when you look at their season last season, they did have an amazing run, even in the playoffs. Um, it's just a matter of whether they can not only replicate that run, but also build on it um, mm. and be better, um, which I think they will personally. I really like the addition of Dillon Wright as yes. a handy backup point guard um, or shooting guard point guard, um, but I think he will. He, he just adds to their foregoing depth. They have probably one of the deepest teams in the NBA. You know what I like? Because I, I made that a note as well with Dillon Wright. Mm. I like now with their backup point guards and himself and Lou Williams, they've got the ability to, you know, kind Lou of... Lou Williams is gone, I think. It, what? Lou Williams has gone to the OKC Thunder, right? When was that? What? No? Um, that's what I, I don't saw. believe so. I think unless so. this was a, a just a brand piece of it news. It wasn't long ago, but it, it happened. I was looking at the current starting the lineups. Dip. Lou yeah, Will what? at OKC. I, Maybe I'm not sure. That's an absolute game changer. Somebody quick search that. I, I I've got it on Wikipedia. It says he's playing for the Atlanta Hawks, uh, but yeah. who, who knows? Because um, I had heard the Hawks um, only the other day and looked at all their depth lineups. But if that were the case, he's staying with the Hawks, let's say. Mm-hmm. They've got the ability, if they need to go full offensive-minded, to bring him on as the backup point guard for yeah. extra minutes, or if they need to anchor the defence a little bit more, Wright can step into that role. Yeah. Um, I've predicted them to finish fourth. Okay. Now, I think arguably the best depth in the league. Um, they're going to be certainly boosted by hopefully having a healthy DeAndre Hunter. Um, and I'm very interested to see what their starting lineup is, whether they start with... Bogdanovich or Herder in the yep. shooting guard role. Mm-hmm. Um, but then they've just got so much talent in that second unit. They can bring Gallinari, Reddish, and just continue to put up bulk buckets. I like the point you made with DeAndre Hunter. We forget that throughout last season there was long stints of time where DeAndre Hunter wasn't out. Mm-hmm. And I think he's quite a vital role player to their success. So um, I think they'll be up and around the mark for sure. Certainly looking forward to seeing how they fare. Big season coming up in Atlanta. Uh, Lee, mm. Boston, what is your take on them? Boston, <laughs> I feel bad, but I've put them seven. Um, so still in the still in the playoffs, but it's a fair way down. Um, I honestly think it's about time Boston start pulling their head out of their bum because it's just that last, last season was just absolutely dog poo from them. Oh. Um, <laughs> in saying that, Boston will only go as far as Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown will take them. Yep. Um, they did get the additions of Josh Richardson and Ennis um, Cantor. Which and Horford. I, and Horford, which I like. Just don't know if it's enough to, you know, make them real contenders. Yeah, okay. I've predicted them seventh as well. Okay. Um, and I think it's they're very hard to get a read on. Like, I'm not super high on them. I, no. I don't think they're going to be too dissimilar to last year. No. Um, again, what the point you made about being very reliant on, you know, Tatum's ceiling is true. Mm-hmm. Um, Kemba and Schroeder swap as well. He feels that point guard role. Bless you. Bless right. you. Um, Schroeder will be able to fill a role. He'll be serviceable. <laughs> so that's not too much of a concern. The centre issue, I think Horford and Cantor can bring a little more kind of fight and grit, Take which they, they need. Um, excited to see what Peyton Pritchard can do as well. In terms of their kind of young core, Tatum, Brown, uh, I think he's the next kind of key cog in that. I mean, in that summer league, he was absolutely going bonkers. He was balling out, but I really think for Tatum, for as good as he's been, I think now he needs to start looking at a top five to ten, like on an MVP ballot. He needs Mm. to be in that top echelon of NBA superstars. Yeah, So I've got them seventh. Also looking forward to seeing Hernan Gomez. Um, perform for the Boston Celtics, but I've likewise got them at seventh spot. Oh. Um, <laughs> no, no, Bean Town favoritism. Look at there, right? Well, last year they didn't show me enough to sh- to you know convince me that they'll be true contenders, but they also didn't show me that they will be dropping out of the playoffs because they've got top end talent on their team. Yeah. Um, plus the as you were mentioning, they've added Ennis Cantor, who we've seen can be a double double threat on any given night. And he was elite in Portland. Yeah, he had a few twenty twenty games, which was really impressive. So bolster the big man stocks along with um, Al Horford. I think Dennis Schroeder is a even though he got stitched up on his on his um, <laughs> contract. Deal, on his contract <laughs> deal. He he's going to be valuable for us, I think. Um and he can score on any given night. Um just not in the playoffs it seems last year oh, but I just don't think in their centre I don't know how you feel about this mm. right like Horford and Cantor are good but how much better would this squad have looked if they got a Vooch or a Miles yeah. Turner yeah. Turner or uh, somebody it'd be looking infinitely better for sure um, but, but they filled the role I think I think they filled the role and, and that's the main thing because I think last year for the majority of last year we'll 
looking at their squad and that was their glaring weakness. And I think now that they've recruited a few sort of solid names, they'll be in and around the mark still. But, yeah, sort of just hanging on for a playoff spot, I reckon. Yeah. Very good. A team will move ahead to that won't be just hanging on to a playoff spot. The Brooklyn Nets um, predicted first. And this yes. was probably the easiest one I had to pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, we f- will finally, hopefully, get a proper look at this big three of Harden, KD, and Kyrie. Um, that is just an absolutely, we've mentioned it for the last 12 months since they came to life, but that is such an incredible trio. So, certainly looking forward to hopefully seeing what they can do a little bit more. Uh, Patty Mills, I think, will fill that Spencer Dim- mm. Dimwitty void perfectly. Um, he was just elite at the Olympics, so hopefully, he can continue that form. Yeah. Um, and in terms of that big throw, I really hope Harden continues to play as that point guard. Mm, he will. We know as for as much as an incredible scorer as he, as he is, he's won all the scoring titles. But his playmaking is seriously underrated. It is. Yeah. Um, well, so did you hear the story behind that? I don't know if I've told it on the podcast. But I saw somewhere that when James Harden went to Brooklyn Nets, Kyrie Irving said, I am the shooting guard. Yes. And yep. then James Harden's like, okay, I'm, I'm taking on this point guard role fully. And he did 100% last year and looked really good in it. You had in LaMarcus Aldridge, Blake Griffin, and that squad is just phenomenal. Mm-hmm. So they should, I think, abs- well, finals has got to be probably a minimum. I think so. Yeah. There's not a lot to say with Brooklyn, is there? Because we're all sort of expecting a really high finish. I likewise have got them at first position. Just quickly, though, with Kyrie Irving potentially not getting the vaccine, I've heard that Paddy Mills, if he doesn't decide to get the vaccine, will be the starting point guard for Brooklyn Mm. Nets in the first 40, what what is it, 40 games of the season, 40-odd games of the season. Not anticipating that that will you know, deter them too much. But, you know, losing someone like a Kyrie Irving, who is a top-caliber type um, player, um, it would be interesting. I rate Paddy Mills very highly, though, so I'm excited to see what he can do if he gets that starting point guard role. But, yeah, we'll be very surprised if they don't get a top-two position. But, yeah, I've gone first. Mm-hmm. I Excellent. Have, I have two. Now, I hate saying this, but it does – you need to take into account – if they're going to be healthy and also in terms of Kyrie Irving loyal to the team and getting the vaccine. So it all depends on a lot of things, but I think they'll, they'll finish first. Nonetheless, they've had more practice time together. We saw just last year, they were literally a toes length away from getting into the NBA finals. Um, but do you reckon they were, I was listening to a podcast the other day and it kind of made an interesting yeah. point speaking with KD and they kind of made that point to him mm-hmm. and he like, do you feel like you were a big toe away from a championship? And he said, no, just because of the pure fact. I think Harden was out, Kyrie was yeah. injured at the time, and he was playing pretty much 48 minutes a game. True. He would not have been able to do that for another couple of series. Mm. So, Well, he would I, have had to come up against the either the Clippers or the Suns in the next – was it the next series? Yeah, in, a, in the finals. Oh, yeah. sorry, in the finals. Um, the uh, so the or, Hawks. He would have had to face the Hawks in – the series then made the finals themselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I can sort of understand where he's coming from with that. He, he still had a lot of um, really good competition on his way. And even though he's an MVP caliber type player, so there's only so, so much, much one he can, can do. do. Yeah. You don't hear that too often, but I actually like the third tier talent of the Brooklyn Nets. Yeah. You'd say the first tier talent is obviously Harden, Durant and Irving. Second, probably Blake Griffin. No, Millsap, Aldridge. But I like the third tier in like Claxton and Bruce Brown. Yep. Probably put Patty Mills in that third third tier, I would. Um, but no, they're very deep. As very, well. very deep. Mm. A big year coming up in Brooklyn. Uh, Lee, your Hornets. <laughs> what is your take on them? Let's say Roe didn't have too much uh, his team bias. What about you? They're going five. What? What? No, they're not. Hold on, sound clip this. They're going five. five. They're going if, five. Okay, if you get your prediction one to fifteen <laughs> right, I will get a tattoo. But just think about it. It's just it's going to be the start of everything fitting together. This okay. year, Gordon Hayward is injury free. He's got no injury. Injury prone. He's injury prone, but he's not injured. Um, he's got a fresh cut. I'm not sure if you guys saw that. <laughs> I, I haven't seen that. Lined up very Scary well. Terry's just going to continue to amaze us. I think last season was probably his breakout season to his prime. I think this year will probably be in his prime. Um, and then you think of their young core in Lamelo, Book Knight, Kai Jones, and their additions in Kelly Oubre and Plumley. Watch out, they're going five. I can just see him on a win what? streak. Whoa. Okay. That's the first shock of this podcast. That's a big shock. I've got them 11th. Nah. 
Um, I think their biggest issue was having a capable centre. Zeller and Biombo was were not it. Plumley, he's certainly he he will again as I used the term before. He will fill a role. Mm. He will do a job. He's nothing. He's not going to set the world on fire. But hopefully, he can just provide a little more stability. Yeah. Um, hopefully, Haywood as well can still be healthy. I'm just given his, uh, I guess his injury history. Mm. Um, I'm not too inclined to see him lasting. You know, playing seventy plus games in the season. No. Um, but I think, you know, Lamello will take strides. Rosier was fantastic. Washington. It's going to be a quite a good squad. I'm keen to see what Booknight can do. Um, well, what but, about Kai Jones as centre? I think we're sleeping on him a bit. Well, Plumley will start. He'll start for the start of the season. We'll see how it goes. Lamello started on the bench for the start of the season. They, now he's the franchise player. They're going to be fun to watch, but not too often. And I, I guess particularly centres, you see rookies really just exert they're dominant. Yeah. Um, I think they'll be fun to watch, but I think they're still off the pace a little bit. I think they're probably another year or two away, maybe a piece or two away from being uh, somewhat threats. Mm-hmm. So I, I, when I say 11th as well, it's not I don't think they're going to be worse than last year. I just think other teams are going to be yeah, better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm in the same boat with, as you, Nick. Um, Bro, do you fall somewhere in between 5th and 11th? <laughs> where do you see them? Yeah, I, I've um, predicted that they'll finish 11th this year oh, as well. Scones. Um, I <laughs> Lee's not happy with it, but um, I I just think once again that they're going to be one of those teams who, you know, produce plenty of highlight players and they've got really exciting players, but that those exciting players don't necessarily equate to wins on the board in the regular season and making the playoffs. They're a really fun team to watch. They'll probably be one of these nationally televised teams, hopefully that. Uh, most people can watch on a nightly basis, but yeah, I think they're a few years away. A couple of their players are still quite young and. Um, I'm, I'm not a huge fan of their depth at the moment. I don't think they're massively deep, um, which is a big, big sort of factor when you're making playoffs. So, yeah. um, as you said, um, Lamelo, he'll continue to improve. I think that's just a given really, isn't it? But, um, yeah, I still think there are another few years off and probably another few really key role players off truly competing for a playoff spot. I agree. There you go. That that is the biggest shock so far. He's not happy. <laughs> That's huge. It's my like dark horse, not for the finals, but my just goodness. for the spot. Wow! Uh, listen, only, only like you can only love your own child like that, can't you? You can. I think you That's can. a true <laughs> testament to that. Absolutely, Roy. Take us away with the Chicago Bulls. Chicago, I've got a sixth. Um, so a massive improvement off last year. Obviously, with some really key players being inserted into their lineup. Tomato Rose and Lamelo Ball. Um, uh, sorry, Lonzo Ball. Getting these Ball brothers mixed up. Um, a full season of Vooch, which yeah. will be. I didn't hear you mentioning key signings Caruso then. Yeah. Caruso, he'll be valuable off the bench, I suppose. Um, but I think um, they're definitely improving from from last season. They, these guys are going to be sort of invaluable to them putting wins on the board. As we were mentioning a few weeks ago, do I think they'll be the difference between, you know, making a deep player front? Probably not this year, but I still think that they're going to be sort of definitely making the playoffs. I don't see how a team with those caliber type players can't make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so anything, if they finished outside the eight, that would be just a huge disappointment. disappointment. Okay. So I think pass mark for the Chicago Bulls is probably... Six, seven, eight, and I got them at six. Mm. Very good, Lee. I had them at ten. Yep. So I had them at ten. Mm. They they probably had the best off season in picking up. So sorry, Hornets at five and the Bulls yeah. at ten. Yeah, rightly oh. so. <laughs> they, like I was saying, they probably had the best off season picking up new pieces. Yep. Um, and it will be interesting to see how Billy Donovan, you know, works around these pieces and puts them together. Um, I would put them six if I thought that everything would go to plan. But I don't yeah, think sure. it will. I think it will not go terribly wrong. I just don't think everything will fit perfectly. I think defense is one of their main problems. You can't really win without defense, and they don't have a lot of it. Um, but their offensive game will be crazy. I think that'll be fun to watch still. I've got them at eight. I'll split the diff between you two. Sure. Um, again, this was hard when I was looking at it. I was trying to force them a little bit higher. I think they're a team that if things do go right, they could be up around that fifth, sixth range. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Vooch took him a little bit of time to settle in Chicago last mm-hmm. year, but I think the players around him now are more suited to his style. He's certainly one of the most versatile and sought-after big men in the league. And the way Lonzo's like trajectory is headed, yeah. he's on a path to big things. It's kind of taken him a little bit of time to iron out the shot, 
iron out the turnovers. Mm. But last season really was a great year for his growth. And I think that'll continue. I think in Chicago, he's got capable shooters he can facilitate too. Um, and I think once they kind of iron out the kinks in, you know, who's taking the closing shots, they run, you know, find out what their offense, offense and defense mm. looks like. They're going to be a really versatile and quite a surprisingly deep team. Mm. Um, Pat Williams, shout out Apex. He's expected to miss the start of the season with an ankle injury. Likewise, Kobe White should be expected back in November mm. after undergoing shoulder surgery. Um, both these guys will be expected to continue their growth as well. Mm. I really liked what we saw from Kobe White in that kind of sixth man role. Yeah. So I think they're probably a good solid nine to ten deep. Um so I reckon eighth. I think they can cause a few teams with a lot of headaches, though. For Lonzo, I think he plays best when he finds someone to duo up with. You look at, for example, um, we'll fit with him in New Orleans. It was him and Zion who he duoed up with, I feel like. Yep. But you're looking at another example, like Lamelo Ball and Miles Bridges are just fit for each other. Okay, who could do it with Vooch? Well, who on the Bulls would he duo up with to an extent? Oh. Well, I think it's going definitely going to be a team effort. I, in my eyes, and I'm not sure if you guys are in agreement, but I can see Lonzo's career playing out similar to Rondo in the mm. fact that he, he doesn't necessarily need to be an offensive option, particularly on this team. They've already got a few really good 20 plus point mm. game, you know, players. Yep. I think he can definitely, you know, average maybe 12, 5 and close to 10. Like, yeah. he, he can simply be that Absolutely. facilitator. But I think in answering Lee's question, he, I, I, I don't necessarily think he needs to duo up. I think he just needs to be that main facilitator, mm. facilitator for this team because with him dishing out close to 10 assists tonight, um, I, I see them uh, performing quite well this I'm year. I'm all for that comparison. That's a brilliant comparison. Probably one of... The players that divides fans the most, I love him so. or hate him, and I think Lonzo will have that same effect. Mm. That's, yeah, fair play. All for that. Um, excited to see what they can do, though. The Bulls are relevant once again. Mm. Let's go to Cleveland. I've predicted them at 12. Okay. Um, I actually quite like their squad, to be honest. I do too. I actually was looking at it. Their depth is not bad. They've got some solid young pieces. Their core and now in Garland, Sexton, Allen, they got Mobley. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's really tidy. Um, it'll be interesting now. I think they'll start with the power forward role with Markinen, who yeah. they sign. Um, but interested to see Mobley get some more time and develop as well. Mm. I'm just buzzing still that they've got Jared Allen. Yeah. They've really got a piece now they can build around for the future with himself for and sure. Garland. Yeah. Um, you know, and I wouldn't, to be honest, I was listening to, to a podcast and they made this point the other day, and I'm all for it. I would love to see Colin Sexton play as a sixth man. I think let Garland take control of that first lineup with the players they've got around him. I think they can be capable. And then let Sexton, who's just a gunner, come out and do his thing, run the offense totally. Um, you know, and they'd probably have Ricky Rubio maybe start if they put Sexton on the bench. Rubio starting with Garland in the backcourt, yep. uh, which I think is a better fit. Just his styles, that. and I think he can nurture that younger player in Garland. Mm. So I really like them. The big thing they need to do now is somehow get off Kevin Love's contract. But apart from that, I like them. I'm quite excited about Cleveland. Yeah, I'm with you, and you made some good good points there. They, they definitely need that spark off the bench, don't they? Uh, I don't know about Ricky Rubio off the bench. Like I, I, d- I don't see him being that massive spark No, um, in comparison to someone like a Colin Sexton who can come off and... Come on the be- oh, come off the bench, sorry, and you know act as if that he's like that Jordan Clarkson type player who yeah. can just put points on the board immediately. Ricky Rubio's just a facilitator, I'm afraid, <laughs> at this point of his career. Um, I've got throughout a- his whole career, yeah, he's, he's, yeah, he's never he's, been a he never he's never taken that next step, has he? But I'm I'm happy to be wrong if he takes that next step. <laughs> I've, I've actually got them at twelve as well. It's a bit vanilla so far. My predictions have been yeah, <laughs> have been well. a, pretty aligned, but um. Yeah, I just think there's teams above them who will continue to improve and I'm sure that they that some of their individual players will continue to progress and I'm really excited to see Jared Allen, um, full season of Jared Allen at the Cavs. He, he, for any uh, people playing fantasy this year, no, he's don't. probably going to be a bloody Big 20 and 10 player really, isn't mm. he? Like He's capable of that, but um, I just don't see them definitely don't see them competing for a playoff spot and as I said there's a few teams who finished just above them last year who 
are probably more likely to improve, um, mm. like the Charlottes and Chicago's and Indiana's. Um, so, yeah, 12 for me. Very good. Ivan, 13. Yep. Like you were saying, Nick, I really like the look of their squad, but it's just, right now, it's just not enough um, with the competition in the East. Yeah, I um, I think they've got a lot of strong big men, probably almost too many strong big men, too many mouths to feed in terms of that. With Colin Sexton and Darius Garland, I've always been the opposite, at least to you guys, and I don't know everyone's thoughts, but sure, I think... Garland is the more well-rounded player, but I think Colin Sexton is the better player. Well, they're the di- better scorer. I think they're different type players a little bit, aren't they? Because, mm. yeah, Colin Sexton, I think, is more of an offensive option. Yeah. Whereas I think Darius Garland's probably got more... He's more likely to be the facilitator. Mm. Um, but then if you've got Ricky Rubio, then, if you want to facilitate. Yeah, yeah. So that's why I'd start Colin Sexton and have Garland off the bench, in fact. I think I actually don't think it's off the cards that either one of those guys gets traded. To be honest, mm-hmm. I, know, I know they've been trade bait for a long yep. while, um, and you just wonder how long Cleveland are going to persist with those guys. Package, well, I think Garland's now becoming the number one guy there. Yeah. I think they're a lot more invested in him just with the kind of disharmony that Sexton brought at times last year. But if you you know, to get rid of the contract, put Sexton and Kevin Love in a package. Mm. Be interesting throwing that out in the trade machine to see what you get back. <laughs> yeah, um, don't mind it. Yeah, I, th- I think they're going to have an interesting year. I'm quite excited about them. So I'm looking forward to seeing how that plays out. Mm. Ro, take us to Detroit. Detroit, I've got them finishing at 14th. Mm. Yep. Um, obviously, the inclusion of Cade Cunningham will be incredible for them. Um you know, having a light at the end of the tunnel is such a good thing for a franchise mm. because it, it just gives you some hope for the years years to come. Especially for Detroit because it's been a good decade and a half since yeah. they were yeah. kind of relevant, isn't That's it? That's exactly right. It's been a long while since they were sort of in and around the picture. Um, unfortunately, as I said, the light is at the end of the tunnel and we're not at the end of the <laughs> tunnel just yet. So I, I still think they're going to be scraping around the bottom, but really looking forward to seeing how they play, seeing how Cade links up with um, Jeremy Grant. I'm expecting him to have another really sort of solid season, yep. but um, their whole team um, is going to be a few years away from climbing up those standings, I would have thought. There's a bit to like there, isn't it? You put in hopefully a healthy Killian Hayes, their centre rotation looks better now with Kelly O'Linick, who had a bit of a resurgence in Houston last year with Isaiah Stewart. Um, not going to be a world-beater team, but they're going to fight hard mm. each night, I Sadiq Bay looking Sadiq forward. Bay, absolutely. Yeah. I predicted them 13th. Yep. Lee, yourself? I predicted, I put them at 14 too. Yep. Um, they're all young, which is their downfall. But like, like you said, just listen to their starting five for next season. So it's point guard Killian Hayes, shooting guard Cade Cunningham. Um, third, Sadiq Bay at the four, it's Jeremy Grant and Isaiah at the five, as as Stewart. In a couple of years, that sounds really scary, in fact. Yeah, there is that light at the end of the tunnel. It's just a matter of when that's when they're going to arrive yeah. at the end of the tunnel, I guess. But First step's getting bums back in seats there, true, I reckon, true. and having actually something to look forward to. So that's, I think it'll be a positive season. They just need to see a bit from Caden. I think it's a, a step in the right direction. What, what do you, just quickly for you guys, what do you think is a pass mark for Kay Cunningham this year? Like, what are you expecting him to do this year for that Detroit franchise? Come, to come in as a leader. And yeah. I think to show, maybe not in terms of box score and things like that, but show he can be a number one mm. just with the way he, yeah. and that's not only on court, off court, how he handles, you know, the media, how he handles, um, expectations, how he handles himself and looking after himself and wanting to get better, his mentality. I think if he can show he is the clear face of the franchise, that'll be a positive. Anything in the box scores is just a bonus. It I is. Would, I, I would think. I think not only on the court, but in the media, he needs to come in confident, yep. but not cocky. He still needs he, to be methodical about his play. But I think he's looked good on that front so far, I think so. Yeah. yeah. I think he's sort of renowned for that, for, for being a really confident player who's sort of um, assured in his abilities, but at the same time, not, yeah, not being arrogant or cocky in any way. And I think you, ha- you almost have to be like that to be a legitimately Absolutely. good NBA player. I'm all for it. Lee, the Indiana Pacers, where do you have them? I have Pacers at nine. 
Um, I don't know where they finished last season. Where uh, was it? They were in the plane, so I think they were ninth or ninth. Yeah, maybe. around that mark. Actually, um, I think they were eighth, weren't they? And then they Washington beat somebody and then beat them in yeah, the plane. Yeah, yeah. Um, the trouble with them last year was all those injuries they had. They had Warren out for pretty much the whole season. Who's expected to miss a lot of this yeah, season as well. God. And then they had Miles Turner and Laverde out for a bit. And Laverde as well was meant to miss the start of the oh season God. with a stress fracture in his back. Yeah. And so both Warren and Laverde out for... They're saying with uh, Laverde it should mm. only be the start of the mm. season, but if you've got a stress stress fracture in your back, yeah. you're not in a good way and Warren expected to miss a good I, length of time I, too. If they're all healthy, sure, I think I'd put them... More, further up yeah. um, but it's it's a case of the same the Bulls whereas you kind of need everything to go right to be in that 5-6 mark um, and with those injuries I don't think everything will go right which is why I've got them at 9 I think you're right there Lee in the fact that if they if all their players were healthy and they've got a strong squad they'd probably be competing for maybe a 6th or 7th spot in the, Absolutely. In, the, in the East but as it turns out, as Nick was mentioning with those injuries, um, it, it does hurt um, your chances of finishing at a high seed. I'm expecting them to finish ninth as well this year. I think that they've still got the players to elevate them to a sort of respectable spot and perhaps a playing spot this year. Um, Sabonis and Brogdon are the leaders of that team. And um, I think I, I do, certainly don't see Indiana as a team who's going to be dropping down to the bottom of the, of the Eastern Conference, that's for sure. Um, but yeah, it, it's one of those things that you just love to see them at full strength because, you know, they could surprise a few people, but it's just another one of those years where, you know, they could be performing at a higher level, but things are out of their control, such as injuries. And, you know, they're That's probably going to be fighting very hard to even make the playoffs in the first place. I've got them at 10th. Um, I actually rejigged this a little bit. I had them slightly higher, but then during the week I heard this news about the Levert injury, mm. uh, which whether he's back at the start or whether it's a little bit later, it is concerning again. Mm. And the fact he's going to be missing training camp, missing trying to get this squad actually playing together. Um, you know, I think for last season, you know, we didn't get to see this five-man lineup that we're so keen to see, but I think it was good in the sense of getting to see players like Sumner, Brissett, um, develop a little bit more and hopefully yep, yeah. that helps them this year again in their depth and being, having them be a little more capable. Um, also signing Tory Craig, that'll help with their depth a little bit, but I just want to see bubble TJ Warren again. Yeah, me like, too. I just oh, want to like see a lifetime that five-man squad, Warren, Brogdon, uh, Sabonis, Levert and Turner actually playing together because that is a strong, strong five. It is. It um, is. But it just feels as if we're never going to get there. So I see them... Right on the edge of the plane. And I've always been a high advocate of TJ McConnell as well. I think he's, even though he, yeah, like he's a really good facilitator and some nights he'll be getting 10 assists, but he's not known for his box score abilities. He's more so yeah, filling up for, the steel stats. Yeah, that's what I was yeah, steals <laughs> and, um, you know, he's plus minus and just lead, like off-court things like leadership, team morale. I think those type of players are really important. So I think he'll keep them their heads high, even though, you know, they might not reach their potential. Mm. Let's move ahead to the Miami Heat, my darling pick of the year before last. <laughs> I've got them making a bit of a resurgence, up to third I've got them yep. this season. Um, what a phenomenal off-season they had. I think Incredible. going for that win now is absolutely the right move. Adding Kyle Lowry, PJ Tucker, Mark Eve Morris really catapults them back into contention. Um, it's a shame to lose a chewer. I think he's got a bright future. You lose Dragic, but replacing him with Lowry is just mm. the ultimate upgrade there. And it should hopefully, with just Lowry's play style, free up Jimmy Butler to be a little more mm. offensive and scoring-minded. Uh, the man who's kind of... His stocks have absolutely plummeted, Tyler Hero. <sighs> I think he's going to bounce back this year. There's no way he will kind of, I guess, take it well. The, the reports that are coming out of how poor he was last season. Well, did you see just quickly, Nick, throughout the week, um, he came out and said that he's, he can't believe that people yeah. have written him off and he's yes. looking forward to bouncing back. So I think in his head, he's definitely planning on making a resurgence. Just interesting to see how that plan uh, pans out. out. Yeah. And I think in that off the, <laughs> off the bench role, he's got all the license to do so. Mm. Um, they've got a really healthy squad, I think, on both ends of the floor with Jimmy so. Butler, Lowry, Adebayo on the defensive end. You add in Duncan Robinson, Hero on the offensive end to, you know, Jimmy Butler and Adebayo, who's 
just that ultimate two-way player for them. Mm. They're so versatile and I think capable of really going deep with the mentality they've got. I think Kyle Lowry will be itching to get back to a championship. Mm-hmm. Um, they've got a lot to like about them. So I see them being a really good regular team and I think carrying that through the playoffs as well. Yep, I've got them at sitting at fourth. Um, I think the really important things that you mentioned, Nick, were adding championship caliber type players. Um, obviously, PJ Tucker and probably more importantly, Kyle Lowry at that one guard spot. Um, you just can't underestimate how important gaining players who have played in championships before are because they know what it takes to get to, you know, the ultimate um, prize. And they can pass that on to those players who haven't been there, mm-hmm. the heroes, yeah. the Robinsons, the Adebayos. They will be really important in just getting them over the hump because a lot of these Miami players know what it takes to make the finals. Um, we saw it happen a few few years ago. But yeah. um, it's one thing making the finals and another thing, you know, being lifting the trophy, the mentally end, and physically capable of yeah winning the whole thing. So mm. I think they'll be massively important. Really looking forward to them this year. Lee, where do you have the heat for same as Roy? I think the yep. addition that like you guys are saying of Kyle Lowry will be proved to be very beneficial for them. I don't care at all if he's the fourth or even fifth option on that team, as long as he brings that. Same kind of veteran leadership as Chris Paul did to the Phoenix Suns because they need someone there like that. Um, I think we also forget about Victor Oladipo, how he's still there. I know he's injury prone, but I don't want to write him off either. No. Um, What's he injured to? Is it, is he, I don't have a time on it. It's not a long-term injury, or is it? I can't remember. But To be honest, when I was doing this, I looked at the charts, saw him there, and I was thinking about it. Mm-hmm. But as I was reading out my notes and hearing mm-hmm. Rose, well, I'd completely forgotten yeah. about him. So good point there, Lee. And in terms of Tyler Hero, I feel bad because I kind of rode him off as well because he just played so shocking last season. Yeah. After, after coming off the ultimate high beam, yeah. you know, they pretty much didn't trade for James Harden yeah. because they wanted to keep Hero. Yeah, and no, that's what I was going to say. The reason I, you know, stepped back off my high horse is because I forgot about how well he did play in that, you know, finals season. Yeah. Um, he was almost that second or third option. Um, he, I just really hope he can bounce back. Just quickly with Oladipo, I've just done a quick Google search. Um, the power of technology. <laughs> the original timetable for his return was rumoured to be about January or February next year, but um, some reports have said it could be even sooner than that. So he'll definitely be out for the start of the season, but yeah. I'm not, by the looks of it, not expecting him to be a, you know, super long-term injury. So, yeah, with, with Victor Oladipo as well, they'll be, they'll be um, definitely competing. Excellent. Uh, Lee, what do you think about the reigning champions? I have, Bucks. The, I have the Bucks at two. Yes. Um, I don't think there'll be much of a championship hangover. I think they're pretty straightforward on what they want again, which is another another chip. And opposed to the Lakers the season before with the bubble mm-hmm. in it, the way the season panned out, they've actually got a proper off-season. Yeah, which is, Which helps. And the good thing about the Bucks is they haven't made that many major changes. Um during the off-season. So, oh, Grayson Allen, yeah. Sammy Ojale, um, um, they'll have a, hope, a healthy DiVincenzo. Yeah, mm. but they don't need to add much to it or integrate it. They just keep playing together and keep playing to get better. Um, I don't know what quite makes Chris Middleton so streaky, but I'd love to just see a little bit less of that yeah. just because his mm. cold games are freezing. I said that. I hope he gets stuck at the top of the field yeah. that we mentioned. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully someone spills a spills a coke on the uh, controls and he just gets stuck up there. <laughs> and it's it, it is, isn't it? It's annoying. It's annoying. So I'm almost guaranteed, though, that Giannis is just going to come back in with another MVP caliber season. And with the supporting cast around them, like it wouldn't surprise me if it, they even finished on top, but I have them at two. He is on the path, I think, to being all top. Like, he's going to be all time talent yeah. up in the top, you know, 20 players, I reckon. Mm. At, the, at the rate he's going, he's the sky's the limit. And he, we forget mm. how young he is. He's still only, is he 27? Oh, God, God that makes young. me feel bad. It's, what am I doing with my life, Nick? Mate, the double MVP has dropped a 50 in the closeout game. <laughs> Unbelievable there. But for them, I think, you know, the consistency is what's going to help them. Yeah. They're going to be electric confidence, it's going to be sky high. Um, you know, the big point I think about Middleton just closing his range because his range from crap to good, it's mm. so vast. It he is. just needs to tighten that up a little bit. 
Um, the big thing for me, which I'm stoked about, is they brought back cult hero Bobby Portis. Yeah, crazy Eyes. So, Crazy Eyes Bobby Portis, he gets another run at it. Their squad is consistent, <laughs> and I think that's going to really uh, aid them in their push for back-to-back championships. I love, I love Crazy Eyes Bobby Portis. Very good for team morale. Um, Very I'm, good for us, just to, <laughs> just to take the mickey is out. It, is, it the, is it the best nickname in the league? It has to be. It has to be. I think it is. Did we make it up? No. No. But we can't take credit for that one. (laughs) But um, no, I've got them similarly sitting at second spot. Yeah. Interesting to see what impact losing PJ Tucker has Mm. on on that squad because I think, uh, again, he's another guy who's really good for team morale and he's he's capable of hitting big shots and he knows what it takes Mm. to to get all the way. So be included for for Miami and I think big loss for Milwaukee in saying that. I don't think it's going to be the difference between them them dropping down the standings when you've got a guy called Giannis... I'm Don't going to pronounce his last name. <laughs> Enter the combo. Yeah, not um, bad. Not bad. Yeah, that wasn't too bad. Um, at the helm alongside Drew Holiday and, and a <laughs> few handy um, players such as Chris Middleton. And I think they're definitely going to be up there again. And, you know, I'm not even ruling out a back-to-back at this stage. No, like they're, they're definitely going to be up there competing again. Excellent. Let's move ahead to the New York Knicks. I've got them predicted at sixth. Um, after making well the ultimate underdog story last season, finishing fourth, I've got them backing it up with a really solid season. I like what they've done in their kind of their I guess their depth stocks. Uh, Kimber and Fournier are going to be huge, averaging nineteen and seventeen points respectively, and this will aid them heaps not only in the regular season but if they're to make the playoffs. We saw how much their offense stagnated against mm. the Hawks there, so hopefully having these guys will just aid in keeping the scoreboard ticking over. Uh, Randall, most improved player, 24, 10 and 6 last season. I think he's destined for another big season. I'll continue so. that on. Um, and I really like their kind of their young core now. RJ Barrett, quickly, Tobin, Jericho Sims. They've got a lot to like about them going forward as well. And once again, another team that is now relevant again. Derrick mm. Rose off the bench. What a phenomenal story he is. Um, I really like where they're at. And I think those two big key signings. Fournier and Kemba, yep. puts them in a really good position to go pretty close to where they were last season. Mm-hmm. It's not I think they'll be worse than last season. I just think other teams will be better. Yeah, yeah I'm with you. I've actually got them sitting at eighth this season, just inside the playoffs. So I, I think if you had have said to me two seasons, if I'd have said to you two seasons ago that New York would be finishing inside the playoffs, you probably would have got laughed at, and mm-hmm. probably rightly so. But imagine if you said they were going to finish with home court the advantage. Home court advantage it would have been, yeah, would have got kicked off the podcast, and again, <laughs> rightly so. But um, that would have been the best. That would have honestly <laughs> been the best goal, I reckon. It would have been. Um, I, I I think as you were saying, Nick, like they've added to their depth, um, which is massively important when you know competing for a playoff spot. Um, also, as you said, Nick, and I agree that um, there are other teams around them who seem to be improving at the yeah. same time. And I'm not saying last year was a fluke by any means because I think they thoroughly deserved finishing where they did, but I think they did play at their Absolute apex. Yes. Um, so I I certainly think they'll still make playoffs, but I think they'll sort of be around the bottom end of the top eight. Mm. Very fair. Lee, where do you have the New York Knicks? I have them at six. Yep. Um, I really, really do like the addition of Kemba Walker. don't know if you guys know, but he's actually from the Bronx, New York. He is. He's a cult hero there, isn't he? I mean, he? that's exactly what they need. You think of back when they signed Paul Zingas, you don't want some big, white, lanky guy from Latvia. You want, you want, <laughs> and that's not lanky. me, that's not me dissing on um, Pawsy, but you want someone, especially in New York, you want someone from your hometown, and yeah. they're going to milk that True. in their advertising so much, and I think it's just what they need. If he can come in as a leader for them, I really like that. Hopefully he can stay healthy with the knee issues he's been battling with, so fingers crossed there. Mm-hmm. Let's go to a team I believe we're all, I'm just guessing based on not hearing the uh, the standing so far. Yes. Um, I know where this is going, Ro, the Orlando Magic. Where do you have them? This might be a fairly quick one, Nick, but I've got them sitting at 15th. No, you don't. Dead last in the Eastern Conference. I, yeah, it's going to be a long road back for the Orlando Magic. They're, they're sort of, I think they officially 
um, resigned themselves to a rebuild when they got rid of their main man Vooch last mm, year. Which is good. Which is a good thing it because it's about set, time. It sent them in the right direction in terms of being able to rebuild from the ground up. But you know, at the moment they're at the ground and they're not on mm. the way back up for a, for a number of years. I would have <laughs> thought so. Fifteenth, um, fifteenth. I don't think you can put them much higher than that. Well, Lee, I'm fifteen too. I like how they have committed to this rebuild. Yes, it will be interesting just still to see what these young players do. Um, Jalen Suggs and Mo Wagner's brother, who's his name? Franz. Yeah, Franz. Yes, be excited to see that and um, Cole Anthony. Yep. Um, it'll be if he can continue with his confidence, then they won't go far, but they'll. They're in a, They're going in a direction, which is good. Yeah, I'll round this out. Trifecta. I've got them 15th as well. I'm quite excited by their core. I think Fultz is starting to not look like the number one pick that he got selected at, but he's showing a bit of potential. Cole Anthony was pretty stone-cold killer last year. Suggs, RJ Hampton, Wagner. They've got a bit to like going forward. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think the big thing for them this season, be hoping for another good lottery pick, but I think what they need to decide now... They've acquired Wendell Carter, but they need to decide who is their centre of the future. Are they going to try and mm. run with Bamba, or are they going to go with Carter? I think they should go with Carter. Mm. Um, I mean, where's Jonathan Isaac play? Power forward? Uh, power forward more uh, so. He could play small ball centre. Still yeah. injured at the minute. There's a lot to like about him as well. So they've got, they're going to be rock bottom this year, but they are on the way up, I reckon, yeah. over the next five years or yeah. so. There's quite a couple of young, good teams in the league, and they might be one of the best. So yeah. look forward to seeing what they can do. Uh, Lee, Philadelphia. I've put Philly at eight, and that's purely just because I don't know what's going. What's going to happen with them? I don't want to take them out of the playoffs. It's a hedge bet, isn't it? It is. I I think they'll still get to the playoffs, maybe just. Um, But I put them at eight, even if they do trade Simmons for a high caliber player, they're still going to have to integrate that player, and I think that's always tough. So keep them at eight, and we'll see what happens. Raise your hand, even though we're in an audience platform. Raise your hand if you forgot that they'd signed Andre Drummond. I didn't know that. Uh, three yes, hands three are hands. Up in the air. Sure, yeah. um, they also signed Georges Niang from Utah off the bench. So they've not done too much in the way of rebuilding their squad. But mm. yeah, I, I, when I was looking at their depth, I, I could not believe they got Drummond. Got, that. Um, got that nice young trio of Maxi, Milton, and Thibault. Lee, uh, Roe, I think you said the other week you were really excited about Matisse. Yeah, Matisse. I am. Um, I believe it. he's got real star quality Potential. about him on both ends of the floor. Um, so hopefully a lot does hinge on what happens with the Simmons situation. But if Embiid can still look like near MVP, um, I've got them at fifth. So Yep, I'm, yeah. with, I'm with you, Nick. I've got them at fifth as well. And I like that you mentioned my man, Matisse Thibel. He's actually become, and I think particularly after the Olympics and committing to Australia for the Olympics, he's become one of my sort of token favourite players. Yes. Um, I think he's capable of not becoming a Kawhi Leonard type player, but showing traits of being able to perform on the offensive and certainly defensive end as well. So looking forward to seeing what he does. He'll step up in the absence of Ben Simmons. I still think they've got enough quality players to definitely make the playoffs even without Ben Simmons. And who knows, it might be a really good thing for them not to have someone who's as much of a diva as Ben Simmons in the locker room. So um, (laughs) they'll they'll still be up there, but I'm certainly not expecting them to make much noise come the playoffs. Mm. Well, let's go ahead. We've got two teams to go. This might be one of my most shaky picks. I've got the Toronto Raptors at 14. That's low. That is low. Now, I don't... The big loss of Kyle Lowry is huge. They replaced that with Dragic, added a Chua, signed... Or got Scotty Barnes out of the draft, mm. which time will tell how that plays out, but I think they might have missed a trick on not getting Suggs. Um, you know, their leadership, I just think, and I said a couple of weeks ago, I don't, I think Siakam and Van Vliet, probably the two, I guess we'll say stars of this team, mm. I don't think they're it. I don't think they can carry this team. I think they've kind of reached their apex. Um, so I just don't see where this team goes. Mm-hmm. I, and again, I don't think they're going to be a whole heap worse, but I just think even these teams like Detroit, the Cavs, the Pacers, whoever else, I just think they're going to be a bit better. Yeah. Um, so I'm worried about where they go from here because they're kind of in no man's land. Are they, you know, if they, you know, have a poor start to the season, they might pack it in and go for the lottery uh, route. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, I don't know if they are a playoff team. They've got a wide range. So, 
but I think they'll be languishing down the bottom. Mm. Me? I'll go. You go um, I've got them at 11, so not quite as low as you, but still pretty low. Um, it'll be good to see them returning home to Toronto, playing some home games. Um, and like you said, it'll be exciting. And, yeah, you, you don't know what you're quite going to get out of Scotty Barnes. Um, he was the number four pick in the draft that the Raps took. Um, but I don't, I can't remember if you mentioned, did you know Pascal Siakam's going to be out for the first portion of the season? He's gone. I Undergoing a shoulder injury. Yes, it's good to know for the fantasy perspective, that's for sure. It is. So Absolutely. I think that's already going to be quite hard for him to integrate himself back into the team. Um, and to be honest, if it doesn't go to plan this year, if they okay, if they don't make playoffs this year, I think it's almost you almost just got to blow it up. Yep. Um, mm. In saying that, I would love to see some personal improvements from Fred and Gary Trent Jr. and Boucher. They're already probably my three favourite players on that team. Um, but, especially Boucher. Yeah, especially Bush. But if um, if they're going to blow it up, you may as well see them just pop off individually. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Amen. Um, I've got them sitting at 13th. Um, oh, there you go. I really thought I was going to real south on them, so I feel better. I, I, I liked what you said about Cole Lowry leaving. It is it is a big loss, mm-hmm. and I know he's past the prime of his career, but it, he's not even on that team for his box score. He's on that team to be a leader. Um, and for team morale, and I think losing those kind of players have has a big impact on, mm. on your squad. Um, I reckon Drizzy might need to start recruiting <laughs> soon. Might need to dedicate a song or two to a few big key dog. players because <laughs> I don't know where they're at at the moment. They're they're probably going to be sitting in, as you said, Nick, no man's land for a little while until they truly figure out what direction they want to head in. And it's a shame after how exciting it was having Jurassic Park up yeah, and down for the finals yeah. there. Just quickly, on Kyle Lowry, he might be one of the few players in league history who's really just continually got better the older he's gotten. Yeah. His time at Memphis, he was kind of, you know, just a player. Yeah. But he has really asserted himself the older he's gotten, into his 30s now, mid-30s, as an all-time star. Yeah. I mean, I said he was past his prime, but you're right, Nick. Like he's, It's not like he's you know, uh, liability for his no. team as he gets older. He's still performing really well. And he'll be driven just with the heat by that, that chance of getting another title, I would say. I mm-hmm. think so. I think so. He'll be he'll be so good for them. But, um, yeah, they're, they're in a strange place, Toronto. I don't know what to make of them. thing with Clyde Larry, he's, he's had the championship. He's had the chip. Yep. He's got that taste in his mouth. And I'm sure he'll pass that on to players like Hero, yep. um, Duncan Robinson, saying you really... It's a feeling like no other, and yeah. um, he'll be the driving I, force. I actually think he's a perfect fit for... I know we're, we're originally meant to be talking about Toronto, but <laughs> just quickly, I think he's a perfect fit, Cole Lowry, for Miami because he's an absolute dog, and yes. Jimmy Butler only likes to play with those dog-type players. Mm. We've seen what happens when he plays at like Philly, for example, mm. and he's got really soft, um, mentally weak players on his <laughs> team, and he does not like playing with those type of players. So I think he'll fit in seamlessly. Sorry to um, take the attention away from Toronto. But no, that's you won't right. be getting a heat this year, that's for sure. <laughs> We've got one team to go. I might go with Lee, your old flame, uh, yeah. the Washington Wizards. I'm just thinking. I was thinking when I was talking about Charlotte. Imagine if I hadn't switched teams and I was still with Washington. Well, yeah, well, yeah I know. I, yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. If, yeah, if, I know. If, if you put them in a, in a game just straight up, I'm taking the Wizards. Over the Hornets? Yeah. No. No. Okay. Let me it just... It would be a good game. Let me just go with my... What I'd say. So, I've got them at 12. Um, the main thing is it's a lot of change for Bradley Beal. It's a new coach. A lot of new players. Um, the new players we have... We'll talk about them real quick. We've got Dinwiddie, KCP, Montrose Harrow and Coos. They're probably the big four. Um, but it's it's quite hard for me to tell how they're actually going to integrate themselves in. Um, you hope that they'll be able to fill the void that... Russ, Russell Westbrook has left. Then we forget how good he was after that little bump at the start. Mm. I have a little stat here. After the All-Star break, Russ averaged 24 points, 13 rebounds, and 13 assists. Oh, goodness me. <laughs> I think we just forgot because the Washington Wizards were pretty bad. I think we forgot how good he actually was individually. Well, they were a lot better after that point. They yeah. looked dead and gone for their mm. season. 
So it kind of coincided with them going up the standings. So I just see how Coos will go in particular. Um, whether because when he's cold, he's probably the coldest in the league. He's ice nice. with his with his air bowls. I hope he can get rid of those. <laughs> <Is> <laughs> I've seen him way too many. I've just done these nose exhales at Lakers games <laughs> when he just pops up a two, a three, or even a you know a mid ranger, and he just air bowls it. Shocking. I've got the Wizards at ninth. I actually yeah. like this squad. They got a good hole for us. Um, I actually like this squad better for Bradley Bill. Mm. He's at their core now um, and can just have the right pieces around to help him. He's going to average 30 game, no worries. And I think Dimwitty's going to be the perfect running mate for him. Mm. He can do the down and dirty work. He can facilitate. And Bill can just be an out-and-out scorer, yeah. can set up those shooters in the corner, your Bertange, your KCP, your Coos. KCP will bring a little bit more effort and um, defensive ability as well. I think the squad actually looks better as a whole, putting it on paper yes. next to the one they had last season. I think Denny needs to be better. He averaged 6.5 <laughs> rebounds and an assist last season. So I certainly expect him to be better. And likewise, what we saw from Rui, yeah. that guy is built like a brick. He can guard one through four, no worries. I reckon mm. he's quick enough to be able to keep up with the point guards, but then he's big enough to contend with Kawhi and whoever else. So um, athletic. He's got a lot of potential. I think they're going to be fun to watch, but I like this squad a lot better than last season. Therefore, I've got them ninth. I've just got them a spot lower at tenth. Um, I, I've liked what they've done in the off-season as well. Um, even though losing such a quality superstar player as Russell Westbrook um, obviously has some sort of impact, I think, as you said, Nick, you know, looking at their team on paper now, you, you're probably liking what you've seen as a Washington Wizards fan going forward. There's... There's more sort of depth to their team for sure. And, you know, I think it's only a good thing for Bradley Beal because he's now got multiple guys who can help on a nightly basis. Mm-hmm. Um, but do I think that they'll be making the playoffs with these additions? No, not, not just yet, but mm-hmm. they could be a, they still could be a surprise packet. Mm-hmm. You, when, I think the thing is we're not quite sure how that they're going to perform because the majority of their starting five will be you know, newly recruited players. Yeah. Um, so really interested to see how that goes. Do you see with this is just an absolute stitch up. Do you see with Russell Westbrook <laughs> in NBA two K twenty two he's rated eighty I think it's eighty four. Yeah, that's disgusting. That makes that's me sick. Stupid. This guy averaged a triple double across the season once again, was just phenomenal and as you said, Lee, that mm. stat He's in the back half of the season was at twenty four, thirteen and thirteen yeah. and increased their, their winning percentage Greatly, I just do not understand that. At I'm putting all. it out there. I'm putting it out there. I'm not a fan of Ronnie Two K. Oh, Ronnie Two K. Why do you act like you're an NBA? player? He actually does. He you put himself in the game and everything. You're not an NBA player. You're some nerd who created an <laughs> average game. Oh, to be honest, yeah. Like we buy it because it's NBA, but Two K isn't that good of a game. But there's no other competitor, is there? I know. Like, that, well, that's just thing. needs. Oh no, you're not going to buy NBA Live, are you? No, no. On the Washington Wizards, though, no, I really do like their depth. It's just good to see that they'll have actual quality players coming off the bench. Yeah. If you haven't, um, if you haven't Montrez Harrell off the bench, that'll be a good, you know, inclusion. Um, who else will come off the bench? KCP. And the other thing, just quickly, is again, you bring championship players over mm. um, a few That's of these it. guys KCP Coos have sort of even though they haven't been leading their teams to championships they've known what it takes to get there so I think that those kind of players will be really handy for them going forward absolutely lads we've rattled through 15 teams in the east as we said probably the deepest the east has been in quite a while that was yep. quite difficult and it kind of provided quite a range from Lee putting the Hornets <laughs> at fifth myself the Raptors at 14th you know I kind of went Multiple different directions. Yeah. Uh, very interested to see how the East plays out this year. I'm mm. quite excited. I think that top, you know, seven or eight teams are all, like, really exciting to watch and are going to cause headaches for one another in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got the, the West next next week, though. That's, that's going to be really tough. I'm certainly interested for that one. And I think as big as we saw the range in a few of our put picks this week, I think it might even be greater next week. Mm. Looking forward to it, lads? I am. West, okay. we always say, and sound like a broken record, but West is just always more exciting. I think that with the West, the thing that makes it exciting, because you compare it to the East, and in my mind, I think you've got one, two, which is 
um, Brooklyn, Milwaukee. And then all the other teams after that, it's a bit of an unknown. I'm, you know, obviously expecting Atlanta and Miami in the East to, to perform well, but you, you certainly don't know if they can truly compete. Whereas you've got, I truly think maybe five to six teams who I wouldn't be surprised if they made the, the finals next year in the mm. West. So there's only one. There's only one. Purple and gold. <laughs> there's only one, mate. Don't oh, you well, worry about that. There's a little spoiler for you next week. No, I'm looking forward to that. Guys, be sure to hit us up on our socials. Let us know what you thought, where we went right, where we went wrong. Uh, we're certainly up and about for next week to get into the West. Mm-hmm. Um, and then from there, it's only one more episode before the season oh, starts. So it's exciting. It's coming around very, very quickly. Got your league pass renewed? Got your league pass bought this year? No, I haven't yet, actually. No, get on to that. Yeah, have you? Yes, auto-renewed. Oh, Ready to go. What's that set you back? What are, you, what are we looking at? I'm uh, not too sure, but it's worth every cent. Absolutely. It's an investment. It's yeah. not a purchase. It's an investment. <laughs> it is. Um, so looking forward to that. Guys, the NBL is coming up as well, so we'll be sure to increase the news on that front as well. Um, but yeah, looking forward to getting into it next week. It's been a good one. All right. Love you. Bye.